Okay, yeah, that's good because uh, I can feel it's cool downtown. <laughs> was it 10 degrees at your house when you got up this morning? Or was it 8 at our house? I can't remember, it was 8 or 10, it was a pretty cool place. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Some days you're just too positive, you know. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm toying with true confession here or going to the verses. I'm back and forth because Karen picked all those songs. Man, like some of the lyrics... Like, it was that last song that we just did that had the lyrics in it? The Holy There. Yeah, that one was good. Um, I, I stopped and made copies of some of the lyrics of the, of the songs just so I remember them. There were some really good songs. One, one of the songs... Uh, it's one of those years that it makes it, well, I was somewhere with my daughter and stuff, and Lion King had come out. And uh, this was a Disney place, so they had like, like little souvenir stuff. So my friend Danny, I thought I'd bring him one because it reminded me of Danny. And it was just a little gold plastic thing with a thing you could wear around your neck, right? It was, it probably cost, them 10, cost me $10 for it, but that's Disney, you know. But anyway, but the, the little thing said, and y'all probably remember if you've seen the movie. I used to show the movie and we would draw from it when I was teaching elementary. It said... Uh, remember who you are. It was the it was the little saying that Simba's isn't that what Simba's father said to him, and that's what starts coming back to Simba when Simba's like ready to take his own life and run away, and every you know, and Scar and them has really gone after him. It's such a spiritual little movie because it's just the whole thing between good and evil. And back then, remember who you are. That's uh, that's what I'm trying to do <laughs> the last few weeks. Uh, I looked up last night. I couldn't remember the exact date when Michael went to be with the Lord, but it was on the 12th. Was it November 12th? Is that right? So, so he's been with the Lord two months, and... Um, And I don't, I don't know how I've gotten to this place, kind of, but it's like, uh, I think, I'm not sure, Some, sometimes when you have, you lose friends, family, sometimes the, the loss is kind of painful to the point that you quit, you quit, you kind of turn off your own feelings because all your feelings are painful. 
So it's like you find a little switch in there and turn the, or turn the dial way down so you can't feel. And the problem is that same one dial works everything. Like you can't feel the pain, but you can't feel God. You know, and if you want to feel God, well, then you'll feel all the other stuff. And so after a while, you just go, well, I so miss God feeling his presence I guess I'm going to have to turn the dial back up. So that was your songs this morning to me. All, of, all I could hear was one thing. Now, I don't know that that's in your songs, the songs you heard. And, and you're all in a different place, so you probably got something to do. All I could get out of the songs was, is that everything that in the, in the lyrics of the songs that we were seeing and that was on the screen was all true can I do true confession and then maybe we erase this later this <laughs> no not racing there's some well somebody somebody out there needs it like you know too because uh I'm starting to feel again. And, it, and it's painful, but I know in the feeling, I can sense God again. And I'm tired of being depressed week after week. I mean, I guess depression is that. You know, it's like you just quit feeling. It could be a fantastic sunset, and you look up, and somebody can go, wow, isn't that a great sunset? And you look at it, and you're going, eh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Maybe I'm depressed. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so the, the song is a lot like, I was telling him, like Lion King. The part where they, Simba's dad says to him, you know, and it comes back to him before he kind of becomes the Lion King like his dad was. Simba, remember who you are. Yeah. That's, that's where we all are. We are always a step away from forgetting who we are. We didn't save ourselves. We didn't call ourselves. We didn't decide that, oh, this would be a smart thing to do. I should become a member of the family of God. It was God came after us. He came after us. He came after every one of us. Let's look... Uh, well, now that I said that, I just don't really care, sort of. <laughs> but I was going to say, let's look at Acts 16 for a minute. There's some really good stuff in Acts 16. Anything y'all want to talk about? I'll just read some, and then we'll, I'll ask you that again.
In Acts, they're doing the very things that you and I need to do always. Or all of us need to do it. And God was just gracious enough to have Luke record all this stuff. They have in the, is it chapter 15? I meant to go back and look for a minute. But you know where they had been meeting and they'd been fasting and they'd seeking God and God had said, set apart for me, what is it, Paul and Barnabas for the thing I want them to do? Is that the one, the two? Was it Paul and, I mean, I know Paul and Silas were working together later, but they, the Lord told them to set some of them apart. Barnabas, it maybe so as far over as, yes, yeah, Silas is where they divided up and disagreed. But was it chapter 14 or somewhere back there when they, you know, he told them. Do you think it's 15? It wasn't 15. Okay. Well, back there where they told them. To be missionaries, so to speak. Well, somewhere in Acts, back there. <laughs> so, 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 we're always at this place. Help me, Jesus. Get back to this. We're always, we can't, we can't, not always, we are. We can always be in this place every so often, which is where they were. They were meeting together. They didn't know what to do next. They start fasting, pulling aside, getting quiet with God. And the Lord says to them, set these guys apart for the work I want them to do. And, and it undoubtedly was a very serious thing in a sense. And spiritually, undoubtedly, it was God. And there was anointing to do this. And there was drive. And there was grace to do mission work and so they start about doing it and we start following the map they start they start going little they start going places and then we have this division that came up because Barnabas son of encouragement as his name says wanted to take John Mark with him and John Mark had deserted him earlier and Paul is Reminds me of myself, sort of as that, like, get off my grass. You know, he kind of a, I mean, he's, he's a little, uh, he can be pretty strong. You know, he'll, he'll like, he's going to later stand down Peter about issues. Paul could, of course, of course, Paul has, you know, his background. I mean, he's like, uh, let's see, they throw their coats down at the feet, uh, hit his feet when they stone Stephen. <laughs> you know, he got special papers so that he could go to, where is it, Damascus, to like go after all these Christians, these people of the way. He was pitching people in jail right and left, and then he had a little problem. He got stopped by God on the road, and uh, he was blinded, and Jesus says, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, Paul's knocked off the horse, and he says, who art thou? Well, I'm Jesus who you're, you're persecuting. But you're going to work for me. You know. And he's blind now. He can't see. He's just in himself for a while. And then, you know, he 
tells one of the disciples, hey, this Saul, I want you to go down and pray for him. Uh, excuse me, Lord, he persecutes us. Do you, I want to remind you of that, you know. And, and the Lord says, hey, he's going to work for me. You just go down there and pray for him. You know, so it's like scales fall off his eyes. And then pretty soon they're having to let him over the wall because he's just stirring up trouble. He, he, you know, Barnabas hears about him. Nobody wants to meet with him because they're thinking he's just making this up. He's just gotten, well, he's got a plan to come after us. Barnabas goes and goes, no, no, he's really changed. We should let him come among us. So listen to Barnabas. They do. They let him come among them. And uh, what else does he do? Just like he had done down the road. He's just stirred up trouble. The guy is a real good orator. He's just really good at talking. There's not a Jewish person that can stand against this Saul. He's preaching Jesus. Just the other day he was persecuting people. Well, and now he's working for Jesus. So what do they do? They go, you know what? I think that you should go out of town for a while. Just go on a little vacation and leave here. So he goes home to Tarsus, where he's from, and the scripture says, and there was peace in the church. <laughs> the church had sent Paul off. We don't care where you go, just get out of here. You know, you're just getting us in trouble. You know, we already got trouble every day, kind of, with, you know, the hierarchy and the Jewish community. And then, and then you got the Romans that don't put up with this stuff very long, they go after they don't want trouble. You know, this is Pax Roman, you know, the Roman peace. <sighs> so, so then they get in their little division and they get their two teams going. And Paul has uh, got his, his team and he's decided he, uh, that he, he and Silas kind of work real well together. And so they... Uh, they go on their mission because God has already called them. And so we've got actually two teams that have gone off to do missions. And, and missions is, I, I, I can't just, theirs is different than how you and how, not really. I mean, you, you have people in different countries doing this, talking to people about Jesus, people that don't believe in him or don't even, you know, pay attention to you. And God, uh, even currently, backs himself up with signs and wonders or stuff, things, dreams coming to people, different places. Sometimes it goes really well. Sometimes they kill the Christians. There's stuff going on, you know. Y'all know we support an orphanage in Lahore, Pakistan. And you know that uh, the other day, haven't kept up with the news in the last day or two, the other day some of the guys from, is it Iran, decided that they would bomb something over in Pakistan? And now Pakistan, there's some sharp people over there. Uh, now they give the church trouble at times. They burned a bunch of churches down. Our, some of our friends that are over there told us the other day, not a few months ago. But, you know, they, uh, Pakistan is, has nuclear, uh, nuclear weapons. Not that they brought those out, but they went. They didn't take it, not like America. We go back and forth and talk about stuff, and we have people shooting missiles at our boats and all this, and like nothing goes on. No, you go do one thing. Pakistan went back and put some hurt on them. <laughs> you know, 
feisty. <laughs> I don't know where that's going, but that's just the world. Okay, but at, at the same time, when we read Scripture, it's spiritually the same kind of things are always going on. Chapter 16, New American Standard. So Paul comes to Derby, he and, and uh, Silas and uh, Lystra, and now uh, I've asked Marie to make us a, a, a map, but I don't know that we need a map for a second, or do we? Do we need a map to start with? Marie, can you call up a map on there? Ah, can y'all kind of see that? I have a laser pointer, but it's at home, so that's useless to me. So, they have gone to Derby and Lystra. Let's see. So, they had started kind of over here in Antioch, Lystra. Can you see them? They're kind of like uh, above the word Pamphylia. They're up on just above the Mediterranean, right up in there. Can y'all kind of tell that? Sort of? So they're right there. Paul's from Tarsus, which is at the little town just in the corner of the Mediterranean up there, right? And they had been over in Antioch of um, this, you know, got Antioch naturally two different places, this one's up in Syria, so that's kind of where they've been. They've worked that way, and they've been following what God says to go on the road to do missions work, so they've gone right above Pamphylia. They're right up in there, and that's where they are right now, okay? So, there's a disciple there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman, verse 1, who was a believer but his father was a Greek. So he's got a Greek dad, practices Greek, whatever the Greeks, how they followed God in the way they did. But his wife is Jewish. Okay. And he's well spoken of by the brothers and stuff in Lystra and Iconium. So this Timothy is a pretty sharp young guy finding out about this. And Paul wants, verse 3, Paul wants this man to go with him. He, he spotted something in him, like, okay, we could, like, it'd be nice to have an extra one on our team. So he took him, and he, and he circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. They knew, Paul knew this will cause trouble, you know, we already got trouble anyway, kind of, okay. So, verse 4. Now, while they were passing through the cities, they were delivering the decrees that had been decided upon by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem for them to observe. Remember, in the last chapter, they had said, you know, everybody was concerned, and we had some, we had some Pharisee Christians. They had become Christians, and they were saying, no, you're not fully a Christian if you don't, if you don't do X, Y, and Z. And so then they, they went to Jerusalem. They talked to the elders and the, the the apostles that were there, and they worked it all out, and they had a letter, and they took the letter on the road with them, and they would talk to believers in different places. Okay, that was verse 4. Verse 5, so the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number daily. 
wow, it's, it's hard not to be envious of that, sort of. They were strengthened in the faith, so that's something that should be going on with us. And they were increasing in numbers daily. You can't make that happen, but that happens at places. You know, if you've got n- new people, it happens, right? So they're, they're passing through a town that I tried to pronounce, and I cannot pronounce that with that. That I tried it. I wrote out to the side to come up with a way, and I can't figure out how to say that place. That pH. Anyway, they go through there in the Galatian region. Okay. So, yeah, Marie's got the word up there. So that place. <laughs> okay. Marie, can we do the map again? Let's see if we can find that now. So, so there it is. They, they've been down here. They're moving across where it says Asia. Can you see that? And they're, they're right in there. They've been right in that area right there. And uh, so it, it hooks into the, the area of the country there in Asia Mines is from too. So you have these two places. So they're, they want to go up into where it says Turkey and this upper area right in there. And God puts his foot down. <laughs> so they, they want to go there, but they're being for, forbidden in verse 6 by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. We don't know why. Somebody probably's written a lot of stuff on like why they think it is. But, wow, God can say no about something if you've got a plan. Huh? Yeah. You know, that God, you know, he acts like God. You know, he just, like, tells us stuff. Okay. So, after that, verse 7, they came to uh, Messiah. Let's see. (laughs) I'm sure you're enjoying this, Marie, aren't you? Can we can we see the map again? Okay, so boy, I can tell how fast my mind forgets where we were going. Then uh, starts with the M. There it is. So it's another section. You see, it's up up on the. These are territory. It's not like a town. It's like an area. So it's up there. Okay, and they're trying to go on up further toward the Black Sea. See, they want to go there where they've got the word Turkey. Is this totally making y'all crazy trying to see this map? Okay, so the whole point is is that they have a plan to work that area up in their Asia Minor kind of stuff. They, They want to do that, and... So God said no, Holy Spirit did. So then they think, well, let's go, we'll go up here. He didn't say we couldn't go up here. He just said we couldn't go over there. So so they're there. They're trying to go into that area, verse 7. And the Spirit of Jesus says, that Luke said, didn't permit them. I told them no at another place. So now there's been a, a region that they can't go to. And now they've got another region on up above, kind of in that area. I don't know. Maybe they'd be frustrated. I might be. So, okay, we can't go there. So verse 8, so they go down to Troas. 
That little, that's a town. I mean, a city. Right there on the edge of it. Okay, so they go there. I can only imagine they got it, they're sitting by their campfire and they're having their s'mores, their Jewish s'mores to eat, you know, and they're frustrated because they want to, they want to and God won't let them. And uh, now maybe they're, they're profound Christians and they go, well, it's okay. It's God's plan. We're fine. Yeah, it's usually, yeah, yeah. One way or the other. We want to do it, and he says no. And then he wants us to do it, and then we say no. And it's like, we're such a rebellious. I, I just perceive that he's a little short Jewish guy that's really like, I would hate to run into him. You know, this guy would tell me all. You know, he'd tell us all, kind of. We'd probably all be stuttering. Yeah, and he's tra- and he's trained in in uh, rabbinically trained by who is it Gamaliel? I mean, he's like a famous rabbi is his trainer, and they think that possibly what he was part of the Sanhedrin, maybe. So it's kind of a there's some question about that. The the dude was a force. <laughs> Yeah, and he had all that information, too. I mean, he had all that that famous rabbi teaching person spoken to him since he was young. He's a Roman citizen. I mean, the guy's got a lot. Yeah, he's still the same guy. He just doesn't go stone Christians now. He works for Jesus. I, I, I see it that way too, boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so verse 9. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia, the next over on the map, we got a heading toward Rome. If you go over on the map, there's a big area over that way, not quite as far as Rome and Italy, but in that direction. See, there's Macedonia above the Aegean Sea. Up in there. He's had a vision of a guy from there talking to him, standing and appealing to him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. So, verse 10 When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia and concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, if you heard, if you noticed right there, Luke uses the word we. The last time was down in verse 8, and he says, they came down to Troas. Now he's saying we. They have picked up Luke somewhere here as part of the team. And he's no longer using his, his medical training and just this historian personality of putting all this together. Until now, he's been telling this third person. Gospel of Luke, 
All of Acts up to right here is his collected information, lining it up, writing it down precisely, getting it down in good historical order, and now he's one of the boys. He's part of the team. And, and the Greeks are real thinkers. They're art, artsy thinkers, like philosophy, like to stand around all day and just throw out new ideas. And if you go on further, you run into the Romans. Well, the Romans weren't thinkers at first. Now, later they picked up a lot of stuff from the Greeks because they went, wow, we need to make us some statues and stuff and some art. But until then, the Romans were mainly like, just chop their head off. You know, we just, the Romans just take over by force. So there's like, you know, they've, they've already made all this the Roman Empire. We're all, where there's outposts everywhere, there's a group of Roman soldiers somewhere. I mean, you don't, even though this is, God's going toward the thinkers, but the Romans are still occupying <laughs> everywhere under their control. I, it, yeah, it's all, it's all real fascinating. And I think when I try to apply it to like us and just thinking around, around here, you know, any day God could talk to one of us or, or more than one at one day. And he might give us an all-different 90-degree turn or 180, I mean, a total different plan. We have, the, we have the team of the recovery church still intact. They're not meeting now, but they're still doing breakfast. And I talked to Vicky the other day, and uh, they're listening they're listening of what they're supposed to do. They know they can't do exactly what they did do because they don't have the same. Michael had an unusual gifting for recovery. But, but what's fascinating is they're listening. Like, what are we going to do next? We don't know. But we're listening. That's a, that's a good, good place to be. Despite the fact that there's still um, grief going on, they're listening. Proud to know people doing this. Because it, it's just like this. It's just like these book of Acts stuff. Without flannel people and little uh, stuff. So they put out to sea immediately. They make a straight course for a Samothrace or something like that. Which is in that direction. They're heading toward Macedonia as quickly as they can. And uh, then they, they take a boat to this, a ship to this place, and then they get on another one that's going to, to Nepalus, which would be what? New city in Greek. And uh, from there they go to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony there. It's declared as a Roman colony, uh, Luke says. And we were staying in that city for many for some days, which is a good while for them. So they've gotten they've gotten over there. They've gotten over on that that part. So anybody else got something else? Okay, go to the next one. So verse thirteen. So on the Sabbath so on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate. To, to the riverside, which, where we were supposing that there would be a place of prayer. 
And we sat down and began, began speaking to the women who assembled. This is undoubtedly a, a tradition in a lot of places is that when you want to worship, you go down by the river on the day when you worship. And that, this was something that the Jewish people did wherever they'd scattered because, you know, there's been a scattering that had gone on. And so they want to go see who they can find there. Okay, verse 14. And a, and a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, she had, a, she had a business. She was a seller of purple fabrics. Now, purple fabrics, dyed purple, is a very sought-after thing. She's upscale. She is New York Fifth Avenue. She is, you know, this lady is something else. Says that she's a worshiper of God, and she was listening. Verse 14, and the Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Now, this is something that you see over and over in the book of Acts is they don't do baptism like a lot of the Western churches do, which will, you know, schedule it and all this stuff. They, they baptize as quickly as they get the message. Right then, yeah, right then, when they figured out that, oh gosh, I don't have the right God. I want to follow this God. I want to follow this Jesus. I want to follow the God of Paul and these people. And so they do this ceremonial thing, which is baptism. And baptism is a sign of allegiance. So you get baptized to whoever it is that you have allegiance. And they want to change their spiritual allegiance to Jesus, to, to this message that Paul and them are preaching. And so they do it right then. And it, it's interesting how people that are the, kind of the leaders of a family, the family kind of listen to them, and whatever the leader says do, the rest of them going, I'm, all, I'm with it. So when she says, let's get baptized, they all go, okay, mom, when? No, or ever how many is in her household that's part of her, they kind of do stuff together. That, that's fascinating. So she says, come and stay with me. I want to honor you. Verse 16, it happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, a slave girl, now undoubtedly they, they go more than once to this as you see this little story play out here. It happened that as we're going to the place of prayer, a slave girl, having a spirit of divination, met us, who was bringing her masters much profit by fortune-telling. She could read people because she, <laughs> she was demonized with one that could give her reading of stuff. Verse 17, following after Paul and us, she kept crying out, saying, these men are bond servants, are full-time slaves to God, you know, the word bond, you know permanent they are bond servants of the most high god who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation everything the demon has said through the girl is the truth can't i go wow sometimes they just can't keep their mouth shut can they you know like like they'll run up to jesus you know in the gospels 
have you come to punish us before the time? I mean, like, demons are undoubtedly cocky. You know, they just can't keep their, I mean, they wouldn't go, I'm not telling. But no, they just got to talk. If they know something, they got to say it. So who else but a slave girl would kind of use this like bond servant? Like they're full timers. Like, you know. Um, verse 18, she continued doing this for many days. She's following them around. <laughs> but Paul was greatly annoyed. Lloyd, there he is again. It turns and says to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. There was no, there was, there was no, let's do a deliverance, let's take an hour or two. No, it all was just kabam, had an encounter right that moment. Verse 19, when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, because, you know, you got your local government, they said, these men are throwing out our city into confusion, being Jews. Now they got a little cut at them, too, like, hey, you know, they're Jewish, too. Uh, and are proclaiming customs which are not lawful for us to accept or observe, being Romans. Like, we're going to get in trouble with the Romans because of these guys, because they're saying all this stuff. They're just mad about the girl, you know, losing their money-making business but so then they got the sea stirred up or a number of the seas so the crowd rose up together against them and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them you know strip them off their back and proceeded in order and uh in order them to be beaten with rods <laughs> they're gonna beat them Verse 23, and when they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And he, being received, received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. He has really done his job. Yes, sir, I'll take care of these men. There won't be a problem in the innermost part of his dungeony place with stocks in there, chained, you know, the the good stuff cost extra to make stocks you know you gotta have metal and stuff okay verse 25 but about midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to god i imagine they didn't feel like going to sleep they've been beaten they didn't feel really good but hey what are they doing they're, they're praying and and they're singing hymns <laughs> and the prisoners were listening to them like what is wrong with these guys? Of course, the prisoners have got their own problems that they're in this part of the, of the building, too. So this is an interesting night going on. And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken. And immediately, uh, this is that same thing like Peter when Peter was freed. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfashioned, unfastened. I mean... Doesn't that sound like a Christmas carol? You know? I mean, doesn't that, like, that, that's where we get our ideas for Scrooge and all this stuff, you know? Weird things happen. Spiritual things happen. 
Now, can you honestly be in touch with the fact is that you aren't any different than them? That you can have weird stuff that happened to you in some spiritual encounter? Yep. At any time. Yep, it's an open heaven. God's got you by your name. I mean, he knows you. Verse 27. When the jailer awoke, you know, there has been an earthquake and everything, and saw the prisoners, the prison doors opened, he had locked everything up. He drew his sword and was about to kill himself. I just, you, you, it's over. When they, when, the, when they find out that this has happened, I, I just soon do it myself, then, then like do something to me. He was supposing that the prisoners had escaped. Verse 28, Paul cries out with a loud voice saying, Don't harm yourself. We're all in here. We're all here. 29, he calls for lights, rushes in, trembling with fear. He fell down before Paul and Silas like, Okay, this is really strange. This is all really strange. They, they haven't gone. Everybody's changed or everything's open. Everything I locked up is unlocked. You know, verse 30, and after he brought them out, he says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? This is, this is a great piece of evangelism. You just wait until a jail that you're working in has an earthquake and opens everything up, and then you can preach the gospel to everybody in there because you got a receptive crowd. Yep. And they said, 31, because he said, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. Change allegiance to whatever spiritual entity or thought system or whatever that you have been in. If you'll change it to Jesus then you and your household is going to be saved. Verse 32, And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in his house. So they kind of lay it out for him in a little bit longer version here. And he took them that very hour of the night, right then, washed their wounds, and immediately he was baptized, he and his whole household. We're going to cross over right now. We're not going to think about this. We're going to organize something for next week. I want to identify with your God because I've never seen anything like this. Earthquake, things open up, all this, and you're and y'all are not even trying to run away. And like, and then the and he's receptive to the message. And they, you know, tell him all this. So verse 34, he 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 brings them into his house, he sets food before them. Rejoiced greatly, having believed in God with his whole household. They have had a spiritual encounter at the jailer's house that night. This is a heck of a night. It didn't start off the afternoon this way, but this night has turned into an unbelievable, oh my goodness, kind of night. Now when day came, 35, the chief magistrates sent their policemen, or their people that work for them, saying, Release those men. And the jailer reported these words to Paul, saying, 
the chief magistrates have sent to release you. Therefore, come out now and go in peace. So I don't know if they're at his house or he's taking them back over, you know, in the morning. I don't know. But anyway, um, verse 37, but Paul said to them, they have beaten us in public without trial, men who are Romans. So Silas is undoubtedly Roman too. And have thrown us into prison, and now they are sending us away secretly? No, indeed. Let them come themselves and bring us out. I, he, there's nobody like him. <laughs> yep, there he is again. Yep, there's 38. Boy, you're just kin to this. That's why you like him so much. You're going, I would in that very same thing right there. Yeah, yeah, right. He's a troublemaker. I want him to work for me. 38, the policemen reported these words to the chief magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans. Oh, oh we, we have done messed up big time. <laughs> we, we have beaten Romans. Not just, not just some guys pass, not just some Jewish guys passing through town. We have beat up Jewish Roman guys. We are in a heck of trouble. Because, you know, all they got to do is walk down the street to the Roman headquarters because they got to like a colony. I mean, we could be losing our heads before the day's over. Verse 39, and they came and, and appealed to them, and when they had brought them out, they kept begging them to leave the city. <laughs> and they went out of the prison, and they entered the house of Lydia, the lady that has the purple Fifth Avenue outfit you know and when they saw the brethren those in her household and family you know the other ones that become christians they they encouraged them and departed okay y'all they they know how to plant church i mean they they uh odd and weird and crazy and not any different might not be different so So, Lord, uh, we ask you to bless the 4 o'clock service, everybody that's coming in the afternoon today, and the things that you're doing. We're all one church, but we have these different groups. And uh, those that are have been leading in the recovery church, that they'll know what to do next. And so the fullness of your time, uh, direct us in this vineyard, in this church, in Jesus' name. Kyle, I'm through. <laughs>